Welcome back to the Charles Ogan experience. <laughs> we missed last week. Good yeah, yeah, you. we missed last week, but Ma- we're back. Matching shirts on purpose, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Very good. That wasn't, you... uh, it wasn't planned, just, just how it happens. Just how it happens. Sometimes. How'd you get the black eye, man? What happened? I don't know, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I was sparring and uh, got hit in the eye. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember, but basically... Just happens. Yeah, it just happens. It wasn't, it wasn't punching. Yeah. Luckily. All right. I mean, what you anything, anything to discuss? Uh, <laughs> I went to holiday last week to France. That was fun. You speak French. Some of the yeah. fans don't know that. Five-year-old French. Five-year-old French. Yeah. France is good. Beach, etc. That was good. How's Jits gone? What are you working on? Bullying people. Yeah. Face crushing. Yeah. As ever. From all angles. Trying to just hurt people's face. How's that going? No easy rounds. It's going very well. I'm enjoying it. It's mothering people's nose or mouth, depending which is bigger. Okay. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Coming up to ABCC, have you done anything differently in your training? Like, let's say, like, in a, uh, even from now, so, like, 1st of September, or just start of September, leading up until now to the competition, are you going to train anything differently? I've already tra- changed how I start, how I've trained more points in mind as well. So, not, not giving up any points. Like, what I always do with competitions is, like, when I'm not in the lead up to a competition, I'll just be training, you know, enjoying myself and getting better. And then when it comes to competition, I'll be, I'll be competing in the, in the training rounds. Got it. Which is not really good for getting better, but, but you definitely get sharper and you get more subs and you, and you stop being nice to people. People oh, start okay. complaining at you, basically. Okay, so how does that look differently to how you'd normally train? So yeah, normally, like, I'll, you know, if it's, if it's someone who I can smoke, I'll just take it easy. I don't need to, I don't need to smoke them, Usually. them as many times as possible. Yeah, but when it comes to comp training then I'll just try and finish them as many times like I basically you just can't afford to be nice to anyone yes if it's coming comp time and uh, yeah I made that mistake before so that's it now I just gotta be horrible to people uh, is that a process you've learned over time or someone's taught you this uh, I think I listened to Gary Tonin say it a while back that you're when you're preparing for comps you've got to be less playful and more just like you know just trying to finish every single opportunity you get basically you can't pick and choose the subs that you take you just, just just go just finish them yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. finish as much as possible yeah, that's my tip. That's a good tip. Cool. Getting lots of finishes. Yeah, just don't, basically, don't chill. You can't afford to chill. If there's like, oh, if you're like, oh, fuck it, whatever. I could stand up here, but I'm not going to do it because I want to play guard. That's yeah. just not acceptable. You just have to stand up and, and not accept the points. Yeah, yeah. Or, for example, like, like staying in worse positions, more risky sub- submission-wise, more risky positions for longer, so you can not give up the points. Mm. So occasionally you might get subbed doing that, but... It's worth, worth the squeeze. We're not getting the points. Yeah, we're yeah. not getting points for me. So yeah, that's how I've trained differently. That's a key detail. Yeah, key details. Nice. And you keep doing that all the way up until, how long, how long would you stop? So the, the event's on the 17th and the 18th, is it? 18th yeah. or 19th. So how long up until then will you train? Probably till, I'll take two days rest. Two days rest. Two, two days, days before. full nothingness rest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and maybe some, I don't know, something extremely light on the two days prior to it. Some movement. Yeah, some sort of movement. But I think the two days before, I'm just going to literally do fuck all and then, and then I'll be ready. Nice. I'll be pining to go. Try and get ready to go. Hi. What question have we got? Should we start with the bullshit questions or the actual questions? Uh, sure. <laughs> Let's go for a real question first. All right. Guard that- retention tips. That's it. So specifically to not get put in headquarters, I think... If you don't want to be put in headquarters, yeah, that's actually pretty tough to be fair. You can keep humming into inside position, 
you can basically, yeah, just keep pummeling your feet to inside position using your frame. So it's just tiring. It's more costly, basically pushing, pushing, pushing to get your feet back to the inside. So you have to de-weight their leg that is pinning your, your leg in the headquarters position. So you basically have to just keep pushing them with your hands or your inside knee to get your, to get your legs back to the middle. Subtle pushes, little, yeah, little bumps. Yeah, bumps, exactly. So you can move your leg out gradually without doing a huge bump, losing all connection. Then they just shuffle about and then go back into, you know, you don't want to disconnect completely from the guard, but you don't want to be in a guard where you're using energy to hold them. That's a key detail, because often I'd be like, you'd be in stuck in that position, you'd be like, Chin, big giant push, and you open up so much space, and suddenly you're just getting crushed even yeah, worse than you were originally just were. enough, yeah. Just enough, not too much as well, because then you just, yeah, then you get tired. And also you give up more opportunities. Mm. Another, other tips for guard retention, like keep your feet pointing at them all the time, try and keep the knees and elbows connected. Uh, like there's so much to it, I guess. <laughs> like this whole instructional is like answer them all now you can't, you can't answer just, them all now my best tip is go and watch an instructional guard retention which one Gordon Ryan's and Lachlan Giles and just anyone really who, who plays guard very well yeah yeah that's, that's what I do watching instructional we did some good J point details this week as well that yeah. was sick yeah camping at the yeah and that's a good example of not if you just push them away they'll just run around the outside and then start to push your knees away again yeah. you're not really playing guard you're just retaining yeah. and trying to recover guard so that's not really the same and you're just getting exhausted yeah you're just getting tired basically you're just bench pressing the whole time mm. subtle movements yeah subtle movements <laughs> watch an instructional watch the instructional that's the key answer yeah that's the the be all of it yeah actually on that someone said um, do do drills while studying instructionals or attempt inspiring and work on details after so it's, I guess that to paraphrase that question is like should I just drill while studying an instructional and then or just yeah, try and attempt it and, and we've kind of had that question before haven't we it's just yeah. like grading your your level of resistance from zero to ten like Stat drilling is zero resistance then some more resistance where the guy's just moving randomly a little bit and then all the way up to sparring against white belts, blue belts, purple belts, yeah. all the way up to black belts. Go watch the other podcast for you. Yeah, have watch the other podcast. Questions. We fucking waste our time. <laughs> God. Yeah. So like, start drill with the buddy, progressive, yeah. progressive, progressively overload that, and then try and hit on noobs, and then obviously try and increase the difficulty of, of training partners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then if you're getting problems with a certain move in training, you might have to go back to drilling it, or you might have to just keep trying it on people until you get a feel for what you're trying to achieve. Because mm. sometimes it's just feeling it, you're feeling it wrong. It looks like you're doing it correctly, but you're not doing it correctly sort of thing. You need to feel the move. Yeah. So yeah, that's unfortunately just a matter of doing it a shitload. Would you recommend a lot of people filming their training rounds and then rewatching? I would recommend that, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of uh, kind of hard pill to swallow watching yourself train most of the time yeah yeah because yeah either either it looks flashy and it's not actually good or like, it looks flashy it looks like impressive but you're not actually getting loads of subs or you're getting loads of subs and it just looks a bit shit yeah. most of the time that's a good way of just recording like uh, yeah. okay fuck i'm actually shit at this position yeah. i need to work on this but one thing that helps is if you're training and you're not super good at memorizing what happened then if something happens you're like oh what the fuck happened there like or i don't know when you're training sometimes you just realize oh something happened there and then like you carry on sparring and you forgot, it's good to remind yourself of that. Got it. So yeah, but you only need one camera to film the whole training room. So yeah, yeah. really they should do that every session. Just have, just have someone or just, just a camera set up and then anyone who wants to watch their rounds could, could watch it. That's a good idea. Because then you could all just put in for a cheap camera yeah. and watch your rounds. Did you ever get to a point of writing down what, what you did after each training session in a, in a book, a journal? Do you have a journal? Nah, I, never, I never did. I would just, if I was just 
thinking of moves outside of jiu-jitsu, I'd write them down and then try them in the jiu-jitsu. But in general, every time I'm going to the mats, I'm always thinking about what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, what I'm trying to do, basically. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Not always improving in one place as well. Improve like loads of different places. So you've got more chance of leveling up in a session. Yeah. Then if you're just working on one thing, you might never get there. Uh, so you'd have, you'd have like a, that was actually one of the questions, work on one move at a time or would you work on like several little like goal, goals or details in yeah. one session? If you're, if you're getting smashed all the time, you may as well just work on escapes. But if you're, if you're attacking people, you might have to work a bit on guard attacks, you know, and then a bit on, and also some people aren't going to be good enough to give you the reactions you want. So you have to, you have to have things you need to work on for everyone. Got it. Because yeah, otherwise you just, you're just hoping that you, unless you just do pure specific rounds and you only work that, yeah. then I like guess you can just do one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah. But if you're just sparring in general, you kind of have to have multiple things to improve on, but then it's harder to remember. Yeah. So that's why so I reckon people there we do go. specifics. Okay. Yeah, because then if you do specifics, you can actually like train one thing at a time and clearly improve on it one at a time. But then A, it's more boring and B, it might be giving you a full, like you might just be losing the transitional bits between positions. Yeah. Uh, how, I don't know, it depends how specific you're around. How would you split that training time up between a training session specifics versus lots of sparring? Specifics yeah. first for a heart, you tell me. As in drilling or specifics? Both, so say like a classic competition class could be like 40, 30 to 45 minutes of specifics and then 45 to 60 minutes of sparring. Yeah, I would say competition class should be no drilling because you just, you're just, just drilling your own time, right? And then, uh, or just like learn it in your own time and then come in, you, you can drill the moves with like varying levels of resistance. Yeah. Or, and then the specific sparring is like, you know, again, you can go very, varying levels of resistance on the specific sparring, but basically, Specific sparring for a little bit, and then you could do your normal sparring. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like half an hour of specific sparring, and pull straight into normal sparring for an yeah. hour or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you've got nothing you feel like working on, you should probably watch an instructional. Yeah. And yeah. Find out how little, little you know. Try and get some inspiration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice. good question. Fair that's enough. A good, that's a good question. We mocked it, but fair enough. <laughs> that was actually a few questions. Uh, oh yeah. About, okay. Cool. Yeah, the first one was still shit. Yeah, watch, watch go watch the other podcast, you yeah. fuck. <laughs> Fucking shit. Fuck. Comp oh. mindset, people love the comp mindset. What gets you into a competition mindset? Kind of answered that earlier, but let's hear it again. Yeah. Don't know if there should be a comp mindset like that. Like you just, you just got to, I don't know, do, like not take any, any cheap, just not accept anything that you might otherwise accept in sparring. Yeah. But then people take that too far and start stalling to fuck. So you've got to, you've got to actually have a game plan. You know, if you're, if you're a guard player, it's not really going to be, a, you can't really stall from guard. But yeah. if you're a top player, you don't want to give up. Like, you don't want to make mistakes, but equally, you don't want to stall. So Go for subs. Got, yeah, like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, just going for subs is probably more likely that you're going to give up points in some way or another. So mm. you just got to be very step by step. Not, not try to do too much, basically. Just try and do enough to win. Depends on the competition again. If it's sub only, you can you can give up points and stuff. But if it's ADCC, I guess you just do like the safest path to victory each time. That's yeah. going to be the best, realistically. Mm. And yeah, like they should adjust the rule set to make it hard to store and win safely. So yeah, that's my that's how I that's how I compete. Minimal risk and maximum like chance <laughs> maximum of reward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also I don't want to get injured. So yeah, yeah. it's a fine. Nice. Yeah, nice. comp mindset, I don't know. That's just a, 
There should, I don't know, it's not really a mindset, is it? You just... It's a tricky thing, because I guess I actually downloaded Gordon Ryan's, Ryan's uh, championship mindset thing. I only watched like 10 minutes and he said watch more of it. But him just talking about like his journey through jiu-jitsu when he was like 18 to whatever yeah. age, or like 13 to whatever age. Talks what did about... he say? Oh man, he's put me on the spot here. <laughs> I, bought... <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I brought it up. Um, like 15 minutes of it, I think he's just talking about like, at, at least at the start, he's talking about from like, whenever he started training jits, like 13 or 15, they kind of like, how, I guess in, in his mindset before was like, try and get quantity over quality training or just try and train as much as possible twice a day, like yeah. seven days a week. And then, then he was like this, I'm actually not getting better because I can't, con like what we talked about in our last podcast, concentration, he figured out concentration was actually yeah, yeah. far more important. Just gonna, get, gonna keep trying to do uh, like large quantity of session. Yeah. Because like, yeah, doing a, a large quantity will get you in good shape physically, but like, and also mentally to compete. But if I can't concentrate, yeah. I can't retain the moves because you'd be so tired going to a class. Like I'm not, I can't actually retain anything that's being said. Yeah. Also doing like exciting moves isn't necessarily going to make you, even though it feels good, it's not making you better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing like flashy moves, you might, you might feel better, but you're not actually getting better. That's the Instagram shit. Yeah. You want to just be a fucking robot. You love, um, you love you, the Instagram moves, man. On your Instagram scrolling, seeing people teach shitty moves or flashy yeah, yeah, moves. Yeah, 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 as in I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I see it all the time. Just yeah. shit moves, hundreds of thousands of views. Yeah, it sickens me. Yeah. I'd rather just people not post. Just don't post. <laughs> oh, I just, I, just, I just report it. If I don't I'll click the X and I'll just be like, block this person. Do you? Like, if the move is that shit, I'll just. I'll, yeah, I'll just if I'm in a if I'm in a, if I'm on public transport basically, I'm, I'm gonna report them. Fuck and this I guy is shitty. Never see that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and some yeah, some posts I just can't. I don't want to see that. I want to curate what I see on my Instagram feed. If I'm gonna give my attention Cause of, to cause Instagram, because of, of flashy moves. Yeah, flat, even off. if it's not to do jujitsu, like just random shit on my Instagram. Oh, if okay. I don't like it. It's just, it's just got to go. Like I've. I'm scrolling this long on my phone. I'm not gonna fucking watch shit stuff on my phone. It's got, it's got to be good if I'm a scroll. <laughs> Alright, cool. Where Correct. I buy a Monclizzy if I win ADCC. Wait, what? A Montclair. <laughs> I will buy a Montclair if I win ADCC. That's just... Uh, Was that a question, Matt? Yeah. A Montclair. <laughs> will I buy a Monclizzy if I win ADCC? I, I think I will. Yeah, go for it. Now that you mention it, yeah. Do you absolutely. have one that you like? Do you like Montclairs? Well, I have a video that I like that I might, I might copy that exact Montclair, make sure it's undersized. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to have seen the video, basically. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't okay. seen the video. What's uh, the video? It's just some guy, he says, don't make, don't make me get him on Clizzy. I, I can't even, you just have to see the video. It's, it's, we'll get, we'll, it. Just type in, don't make me get him on Clizzy. Have you seen it? No. You've seen it, don't pretend. You've seen that? Yeah, Yeah, you've seen it, don't pretend, buddy. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get a link we'll up. We'll get a link we'll up. Pull that up, what cycle of hair loss? What's this? <laughs> what cycle am I on? For your hair that loss. That was two separate questions. What uh, cycle am I on? And secondly, did I get the hair loss before or after the juice? I'm <laughs> glad you. <laughs> I'm gonna actually. I was I'm, I'm gonna my hair when I was like 16, but I just. Were you really? Yeah, yeah, maybe not 16, but I was definitely sus suspecting it. Like mm, this isn't. Shaving your head has done you a lot of favors, man. Yeah, I still need to shave it more often though, but it's just long. You could constantly shave it bald, It's just man. long. It's just so long. And we're we're going to put that video up of uh, Owen at the end. Oh, I've got my phone with like, Mr. Burns crow's nest hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite Mr. Burns though, is it? He's it's, got, it's like a back here. He's got like a fucking 
rings like a planet up. <laughs> so yeah, it's not yeah, that yeah. Bad. As in terms uh, of steroids, read the fucking uh, post we put up. We put a post up about this. Yeah. About juicing. People, yeah. people get so, like, it's funny, especially with the jiu-jitsu community, like, people just they have no, like, idea, like, what, like, good nutrition, a decent recovery plan, and decent strength training can do for you. Yeah, people, people get it twisted. They think, like, oh, this guy's getting, this guy's massive, and he's once skinny, he's on the gear. He's on the juice. Yeah. It's like, man, you can get fucking jacked if you like eat lots of calories, eat yeah. lots of fucking protein, and train correctly. Yeah, I think. Uh, also, also genetically, like some people just you're gonna have to face like at least forty-eight percent of the population. You just don't have like excellent genetics, and that's just facts. But like yeah. you, you are like you've been playing sport for a long time. You haven't really lifted much weights before we started yeah. training, and you. I don't like, think I have excellent genetics either. I think they're like. Pretty average, to be honest. Like, I think so. I think you fucking genetically pick up like muscle quite quickly. Okay, fair enough. I, I would say so. I would have thought that. Uh, I don't know. I just see other people who are just like ridiculously jacked and arms calling out. Yeah, bro. Like that. Yeah, some some people have that. That's like <laughs> mega fast switch fibers as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just that is what I would call genetically freak. Yeah, because yeah, because I've been doing sport my whole life, and then some people can walk in and they're just like ridiculously strong, and I'm like, well, some people are like that. Yeah, and it's it's gonna depend on your genetics, but it's like to get super jacked and super swole, just look, just yeah. just commit to a fucking at least a tw like a twelve week strength block. Find out how many calories you need to eat to be in a slight, sur slight surplus, and eat enough protein, and you'll get fucking good results. It's that simple. For me, if people saw how much I train, like my schedule they would clearly know that I'm not on juice. Like if you just followed me around for a day, like I'm not training like three, four times a day. Yeah. And I'm basically tired every day. So like that's the whole point of juice is just so you can train. Recover well. Yeah, just recover really well. And like most days I'm not recovered well. Yeah. I have like, I have maybe like one day a month where I feel like, oh, Amazing. this is good. I, I've just been ill for a week, so now I'm, now I'm, now I'm well recovered or something. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's not. Yeah. And even in the gym, it's just like you come in and it's like, okay, you've, tra you've trained jiu jitsu, you're not going to be strong right now, but you can still make PBs in different areas, or you yeah. can still just, just have a really productive session, try and do a little bit more than you did last week, or maintain the same, and then again, yeah. sleep well, eat well, eat plenty of protein, you're going to get gains. It's going to happen eat for protein. you. It's going to fucking happen for you. Yeah. Yeah, people don't eat enough protein. No also, way. It's, it's fucking hard to eat all the time. Like, even yeah. when I'm trying and I'm thinking about it, I'm fucking panicking sometimes. Like, oh, I've got to go do this and I don't have time and I've got to go and eat and I literally don't have time to like yeah, pick yeah. up any food and eat the food in between. Panic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been like, it's been like two sessions and I haven't eaten and now I'm traveling and yeah, all yeah, yeah. Shit. They, like, They'll be like, fuck, that's it. Like, like you just feel the gains. You do have to be committed. Like, if you really want to fucking optimize your muscle gain, it, getting, getting protein in every three to four hours is a fucking key detail. Yeah. It's a key detail that you can't fuck up. Yeah. People, people like, oh, I had one guy, he's like, yeah, I, I ate like 80 grams of protein a day. It's like an 80 kilo diet. I'm like, You're, you are not going to get the fucking goals that you want. Away. You are wasting away. You're not going to get that unless, and then increase this protein and you got jacked. But it's like, just, you have to do it. You have to, you have to yeah. eat the calories, you have to eat the protein and you have to train in a progressive, in a progressive manner at least twice a week for weights, at yeah. least. Fully. Especially with the jets. Yeah, yeah, especially the jits is so like so many calories. I don't know if people wear a whoop band or whatever, but I imagine it's like over a thousand five hundred calories some sessions. Yeah, you're just burning. Everyone's gonna be different, but like you are burning a fuck ton of calories in jits, and yeah. then you need to replace those calories. Then you need to sleep well, and then you need to lift weights on top of that. Yeah, the naps have been helping actually. You, you nap. Yeah, like especially Thursday for some reason, I'm fucking tired. We'll go train in the morning and eating, and then come here and do the weights. Do you nap between the healing and the weights, no, or you no, nap in the afternoon? Nap after, yeah. 
Uh, I fucking missed the class last week because I napped and I set an alarm on my phone. And it wasn't an alarm, it was like a timer. Uh, and the timer was silent, but the alarms aren't silent. That's and I fucking missed my evening class. Oh, you just didn't show up? I tell you what, no, I, I messaged him and like, listen, I'm like, it's, it's like 20 minutes till the class starts and it's so an hour sorry, away. So. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, like, what can I do? I just slept through it. There's yeah, no. Yeah. How, long, how long would you nap for? Well, ideally like 45 minutes. I, like, I, I normally, I, so yeah, I set yeah. a timer on my phone for 45 minutes because I was like, any longer than this and I'll be kind of tired. And also that would give me like, you know, half an hour basically to set up and then, mm. or that'll give me like an hour to basically get, get normal again. But yeah, just slept for like two hours straight and then that was it, goodbye class. Two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt refreshed up, but yeah, like yeah. some naps are really just key. I just feel like I get home and it's like, wow, I'm just, I'm sat there scrolling on my phone mm. and my eyes are falling asleep like that. And then Nap I, just go, I just go to bed, yeah. <laughs> I saw this interesting video about naps, guys talking about like REM cycle and like the sleep cycle. There's yeah. like ways of like hacking it, so to speak. I think there's like a 20 minute nap zone, a 50 minute nap zone. Then it's like, mm. go from, if you're going to do 50 minutes, try and just do either, if you want to do longer than that, an hour and a half or like two and a half hours. Yeah. There's like certain blocks you can hit. Yeah. So you wake, wake up and you're like, fuck. You know when you have a nap and you wake up and you're like, I'm, I don't even know what day it is. So you're yeah, so yeah, confused that's, and disorientated. That's if you nap too long for me. Too long, yeah. yeah. And then your sleep's fucked in the evening, etc. I'd say like 40 minutes max is a yeah. good nap time. I go for 45 minutes, set, set an alarm on your phone. And also, yeah, if you set an alarm on your phone and just put it face down somewhere, you'd be surprised how easily you fall asleep. Easily. Yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. just being like, I'm gonna nap, I'm gonna nap, I'm gonna nap, and then just- Yeah, just put the phone away. 45 minutes later, you're like, yeah, I've gotta go. Dark, dark <laughs> in the room, eye mask on. I love yeah. the eye mask, man. Do yeah, I get, mask? Get some proper curtains. No, no, we've got a blackout room. Oh, you got, goes full pitch black? Yeah, basically goes pitch black. Oh, yeah, like sick. Really? Yeah, yeah. I find that tough to wake up in the morning so when it's pitch black, regardless of what time it is. Do you think? I can still see in the morning though. Oh, a little bit. Like, of, a little bit of... I can't see if I turn the light off and for like, literally if I'm waiting there for like half an hour, I just won't be able, but in the morning somehow I'll just be able to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just about. So yeah, yeah get good curtains. Naps are great. If, if you can get a nap in, I recommend that. But obviously, yeah. try and sleep eight to nine. Eight, for, I think for athletes, it's different. Eight to nine hours, you, need, you actually need more sleep as an athlete. Yeah. You do, because you, you, you're putting your body through way yeah, more work. Seven is not enough for me. Eight, no. is, eight is nice. Seven to nine. Nine is like, ooh, I'm nine to king. actually pretty, yeah. And then anything more than that, it just doesn't happen. I just, I just wake up. It's too much. Yeah. I also get sore if I have like 10 hours sleep. I'm like, oh man, I, just, I feel worse. Yeah. I also feel hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Too much sleep, you're just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. hungry as fuck when you wake up, the gains, gains, gains are gone. But is that cre creatine? Creant. Creant? What's creant? Should you creant to another gym if your local gym is shit? That was the question. What does creant mean? Creant is, uh, creant is to switch gyms. Hey, what the fuck is, what's creant? What the fuck is a creant? It's like creant is basically someone who switches gyms. So obviously, if your local gym is shit, you should creon and switch gyms. That's my, yeah, 100%, you should creon and switch gyms. However, if you're just shit, then it's a different story, right? How, like, really, realistically, what do you need to get good? You need, like, people who actually show up to each session and someone, some people who are better than you, slightly better than you, or even people who are, like, able to give you problems. If everyone's just a white belt, you're probably gonna struggle to get much better. This is actually, this is a really good question. The creant, like what, what would, what's the kind of criteria to like specify this gym is shit? Like I can't I get better in this gym. If, if the coach, so just the, the fact that you would be considered a creant for changing gyms would make the, the gym shit to me. Oh, is creant an offensive word? 
Is it like an, uh, are you a fucking crit? Like, well, yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not oh. like offensive. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you're a little crit. You're swapping between gyms. Yeah, you're a, you're a snake or whatever. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. So that if you don't have diversity of information, then you gym is shit. Basically, if if you're not allowing people to go to other gyms and see what's there, then probably your gym is shit. Mm. Basically, so for the reasons of the white belts, blah blah blah. It's all white belt, so just, people aren't better than you. Yeah, like, and you also get used to styles. So if, if you know you have one coach, they always will always teach one style. People in the gym will tend towards that style. Yeah. And like, also people with different, like the wrong sort of body types for that style might just leave your gym entirely. So you just only get some like beasts. That's why some gyms you just get beasts. Like in some gyms you just get loads of little skinny guys. Yeah. So because I guess people's personality in that matches the the moves that they're given. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you should Creon as long as, as long as you're like bringing stuff to, like information to and from other gyms and yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Basically, it's your money. <laughs> it's your money and time. It's your money, yeah, it's your yeah, money. It's, what, it's, what are you talking about? It's like, your uh, money and time. You know, you're not, you're not, like, it's not actually your, your dad that you're being coached <laughs> by. Like, you, <laughs> <laughs> like you, can just, you can just live your life, bro. You don't need to, you know, as a jiu-jitsu coach and like, realistically, if, if you punch your jiu-jitsu coach in the face, you'll probably, you'll probably be KO'd like, like anyone else. It's not, it's not, it's barely fighting. Oh God. Yeah. It's not your dad. Yeah. Maybe it's your dad. If it's your dad, then you're a piece of shit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair, that's fair enough. I, yeah. I want to highlight the point like you said last podcast that you thought your mobility has improved by spending more, by two to three years on a computer. Your back mobility yeah, improved, yeah. <laughs> the slouching. Yeah, if you sit cross-legged on a sofa, <laughs> you're, you're getting butt. That was so key. Unless you're fat. If you're fat, you physically, you can only go as far as your stomach allows. Yeah. But if you're skinny and look like a skinny computer lad, then you should be pretty good at jiu-jitsu. This is actually key, like fucking core strength. Core strength, people underestimate how important a strong core is for jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I started a lot of the moves, I, it, before I understood them, or like as soon as I did the first rep correctly, using my abs, I was like, wow, this is... Abby. You could, yeah, clearly see how you'd only get like two or three reps out of that before, if you're actually sparring before you're just too tired to do it properly. Yeah, yeah. Same with wrestling. Like, wrestling conditioning drills, when I do them now, like, like a high crotch lifting someone up. Like, so much ab strength. Wrestlers can, yeah, it's not ab strength necessarily, it's not more arse, isn't it? But yeah. wrestlers can do that because they've done it so much in sparring and like in game forms, but, and they've just conditioned themselves to do it. But if you can't do that, then it's just not really an option when you're sparring to do that yeah. over an ADCC match. You need to condition yourself to do so. Be conditioned to do so. Yeah, exactly. So yes, yeah, core strength is, is fucking hard. Core strength, glute strength, hip strength, it all ties in, man. Yeah. All very key. First portion of, what's that question there? First portion of, to four. To focus on. BJJ. First position to focus on. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, I didn't write those very well. So first, <laughs> first position to focus on. Just, uh, it's, so position escapes. And if you're, if you're a white belt and you're doing gi, do close guard. Because like we said in the last podcast, like whoever's in the bottom close guard is basically able to attack and most people don't have the core strength at white belt to stand up out of a close guard and escape properly yeah without getting some random like without the collar grip just pulling them back down everyone stands up with their legs way too wide and then just gets pulled back down to their knees yeah so yeah if you're a white or blue belt 
and you're doing gi, just learn clothes guard. You're not a blue belt. No. <laughs> <laughs> just learn close guard. Yeah, yeah, just learn close guard. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like, if, if that's if you don't know anything else, just learn close guard. And then in terms of like good attacking positions, because I feel like that's just bottom, right? If you're playing on top, what position you could be good at? Maybe like a body lock, or just like running around people. Like that's at a lower level, that's going to work very well when people aren't very good at like retaining guard or keeping their knees to the chest. Yeah. Just running around and pushing their knees away tends to work very well. And then uh, rather than going to like more static positions like mount where it's hard and you have to know a lot of stuff to get it to work, you could just go to the back and keep spamming like face chokes and rear naked chokes. That's my advice. That's a good detail. Yeah, I think like things like half guard, even though they're taught quite often at to the lower levels as fundamentals. I think they're actually quite hard to pull off compared to, because the person on bottom has, you know, because there's more time on detention, more time to make a mistake. If you just like blast with some Toriando pass, it's actually much easier. Because then you've passed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just pass instantly. And if you haven't passed, you just reset, you just blast again. And like, it's just just pot shots, whereas you you don't have to be so precise as if you're, you know, yeah. In a static position, mount, half guard. Very easy to just get, you know, there's too many moving, there's too many parts that need to be correctly under tension for it to work for a noob to do correctly. Yeah, yeah. So just try and get some open passing, get to the back, spam yeah. face chokes. Yeah, spam face chokes and rear naked chokes or like some sort of collar chokes or even like arm bars, you know. It's very I mean again, it, it depends who you're against, right? But at that sort of level I feel like the more the more obvious things work better. Or the more yeah, like, yeah. like easy to understand moves work better. Like everyone gets the armbar. You just, even if it's not necessarily connect to just hold it to your chest and just bridge through it. Yeah. Like people will understand that and, and be able to do it. Whereas something like, I don't know, something like, like e- even like a rear naked choke, I guess some people will do it with their fingertips and it's just not going to work the same yeah. as, as people get their whole knuckles through or just like weird subs like that. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Hard to pull off. Spam the face jokes instead. Yeah, spam the face jokes and arm bars and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. BJJ and weight stays. Yes. What was that? Yeah, should you do BJJ and weight stays? Oh, I would tend yeah. to do BJJ before the weights because I think you're more likely to get injured doing BJJ than weights. Facts. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Big facts. If you're getting injured doing weights, you're just doing it wrong completely. Whereas if you're getting <laughs> injured, like if you get injured doing BJJ, you could say that you're doing it wrong, but then it's just, some of it is unavoidable and some of it like, yeah. you know, it's, it's the, the chance of you not getting injured in certain positions is actually very low. Like if someone does a jumping scissor and you're, and you're off balance, that's it really. You didn't, you didn't make a mistake. You didn't make a mistake that you could necessarily correct next time or yeah. 100% of the time, but you got your shit broken anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Injury prevention is a tr- like a tricky one. Like of course being stronger is gonna like help you, like help your joints, help your ligaments hubby muscles so, you, so you're not gonna like so you can be stronger but it's not necessarily gonna pre- prevent a fucking injury nah yeah, yeah there's nothing that can really some of them are completely yeah and also like what, what is your injury like history if you have a history to certain injuries it's not gonna fucking like you can, you can get really really fucking strong and yes that may like Stop! It's not going to stop you from getting injured. Essentially, nah, yeah, you, nothing, nothing, nothing can stop a fucking injury. Uh, yeah. But it is good to be really strong. Like you may have, like for example, like you used yeah. to have quite a bit of knee pain, but it's like okay, we know that strengthening the quads, strengthening the glutes, that can help yeah. dissipate some of that knee pain. Yeah, yeah. And even then, and even, even then, then like, you can still get injured with bullshit. Of so. course you can. Yeah. Of course you can. So yeah, I think you've got to be careful, like when you're sparring as well. You can't just 
Like if you spar in the morning, then you do weights, then you spar in the evening. That's a disaster. You are gonna get injured. <laughs> There's a high chance. Yeah. I, Unless you're juicy. So, yeah, and even then, like I, I think a big, a big thing is just making sure that you're recovered. Ideally getting enough stimulus to cause some muscle damage to, to get growth. Yeah. If, you go, if, you're, if you're damaging your muscles, then you go to a hard jiu-jitsu session, well, like jiu-jitsu is going to beat, beat, beat you up too. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't double beat yourself up, but I, I recommend that people do do weights and jiu-jitsu on the same day. So how you could do it is like jiu-jitsu is high intensity sessions. So say like you're doing hard sparring or whatever, like a competition day, do weights that afternoon. And then the next day can be a lighter day so you have a better recovery. Yeah. That's, that's what I recommend. I recommend jiu-jitsu first as well. Always. Some people do it the other way around, but I would say you're just more likely to get injured. If you're tired and you've got to put your hand out there to save your knee from getting bent over the outside of your toes, if you're tired and you put your arm out and you let your arm crumple, the next thing to go will be your knee. So yeah. it's better to just be completely fresh. Like you will fresh, not yeah. get injured whilst you're fresh. That's why you see like sometimes the white belts go fucking hard and you look at it like, Whoa. Wow, how are they not getting injured? And then <laughs> it's because the, the round will finish after five minutes. So the first round, they're not going to get injured. But as the, as the rounds go on in the later rounds, that's when people start to get injured because mm. they don't do the normal shit they do because they, you know, they're just like on an out breath and they're like, fuck, I've got to put my arm here. My leg's going to break. And then they're thinking about it and the leg breaks. So yeah. Too tired. Too tired. I'm too tired. Too slow. Stiff. Stiff as a board. Stiff as a fucking board. <laughs> yeah, that's a key detail. People get injured. Like fatigue, so going into a session super fatigued and then being super fatigued whilst in a session having poor decision management. Yeah, and like brain fog because you're fucking tired and you're just panicking and shit. Yeah, whereas you should just be like, okay, fuck, just chill the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, if you're tired like that, you should probably- Chill just, out. Yeah, you should probably be kind of stalling in, in losing positions and trying to get your breath back. That's a, this, is, this, this is a good topic. So say like, say you go into a session, you know you're tired, you want to get the session done, I guess like Gordon and Gary and stuff talk about this as well. Just go, okay, I'm not feeling 100% today. I'm just going to try and not get subbed. So like, say, say you come in and you're absolutely fucked and you're like, I can't really attack yeah. too well. I'm just going to defend and yeah, try and yeah. not panic. I've done that when I'm injured. Just, and it's actually surprisingly easy. If, if you have no intention of escaping positions to just sit there and bottom mount and just defend and then wait for them to put enough pressure that you do a big bridge and you just go straight back down to bottom mount, you're, you're not really getting that tired. The tiring part is like defending passes with energy and like pummeling your legs and bench pressing people away. But if you're just sitting here framing, tucking your hands back in and reframing and stuff, yeah. you could do that forever. And the person on top, unless they're really good at, unless they're like technically better than you, yeah. they will just never tire you out basically. Especially at the lower levels as well. There's big benefit yeah. to that. Big benefit, like learning how to not panic, learning how to pace yourself, yeah. learning how to fucking be in shitty positions. Yeah. But you think if you have a good enough training room that you're going to get forced to be just defending like 99% of the time. Yeah. So you should get good at that. Like realistically, if you're, by the time you get to blue ball, you should be very hard to sub with like, no, maybe not very hard, it just depends who you're going against, but you should be hard to, you shouldn't just be making obvious mistakes and just like letting people sub you. It should just be a grind every time for them to sub you. Yeah, yeah. That would be the dream. That's a good point. Yeah. So just be, be able to stay calm under pressure. Yeah. Like tactical pressure, yeah. Cool. That's a cute point. Yeah. That's a cute point. What was it? ADCC finals? Oh yeah, am I gonna increase my private prices after I win double gold? Fuck you, you are. Uh, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Mate. Long story short. Yeah. Good I won't even be teaching privates. That's I'll, what I'm I'll saying. I'll only be taking favors. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I asked Giles uh, when I went to Australia, I'm like, hey man, uh, how much for a private? I'm gonna be down there. Um, can yeah. you get one? He's like, 
very politely, hey, I don't do privates, but you're welcome to come ask me some questions at the competition, at the pro he class. He does ask like, questions. Huh? He, asks, he answers questions. Like, if you just message him online, he'll just answer questions. He's a great guy. What yeah. Better play. He's a great guy, but he, he doesn't do privates. He has a lot of patience for us fools. He fools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I asked him questions too. He was, he was kind enough to tell me. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, you don't need to be doing privates. You win, you win this year. You're no more privates. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll just be... Uh, I'll try and open a school after that. Yeah. That would be nice. Somewhere somewhere close by, but not in competition with any of the other schools nearby. Yeah, yeah. Any competition with any pals? Yeah. Any of your mates? Yeah, exactly. Here's a good question. How big and strong could Gordon Ryan get from doing, rather than doing bro splits? Because we know he does a bit of bro splits. He does like chest one day, back one day, arms one day. Uh, that's a good question. He could get... It depends, like, I, I don't know exactly what his program is. Whatever he's doing, it's obviously working for him. How, how, how big and strong could he get furthermore if he's doing things like excellent techniques, squatting and deadlifting? Maybe he's, got, maybe he's got a couple of injuries that are preventing him from, like, doing certain exercises. Um, then, then him bro-splitting, maybe a bro-split is a preferred method because he may have some injuries that are stopping him from doing certain different other types of training. For example, yeah. like deadlifts, he may not be able to deadlift, maybe not, may, may not be able to back squat. Many, many athletes can't. So he may be belt squatting or sled pushing or whatever. Um, he also said that he's keeping his legs small on purpose. Oh, really? For jiu-jitsu, yeah, so he can lock the body triangles on that easier and pummel his legs oh, okay. more so, efficiently. Yeah, so maybe he'd be, he's probably just doing like a strength, a, a strength program for that. Lower reps, higher weights as opposed to getting more volume in the legs. I, 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 that's a tricky one to answer because whatever he's doing is working for him. So, okay. yeah, how big could he get? If, <laughs> he, well, obviously he could get fucking massive. If you, if, you just put, if you put him on a program like, let's make him like into a bodybuilder or like a powerlifting program, he yeah, would get, be, he would get super fucking strong and super fucking jacked. But that's not his goal. Well, wouldn't we all know? Huh? Wouldn't everyone? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, well, not everyone, but like a, a lot of people would, but it's, it's, it's like whatever he's doing is working for him. But like how tall is he naturally? Like six foot? One or two or something. Is it my our height? How, how tall is he? Six three? I don't know. No, he's probably like six one. Okay, yeah. So yeah, six six. He could probably get to like, if he was eating like kebabs every day as well, like one fifty kilos. No way. I mean, he could be like fat as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a proper yeah. powerlifter, not not healthy. Just oh yeah, P perhaps. Because he's saying how big and strong. How big and strong not, can not he get? Necessarily how. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he could put like, yeah, he could, but that's not going to help his jets. I, eating chicken at I think the premise of the question, yeah, I think the premise of the question is, would he, would he, would he, be, would he benefit doing like full body workouts, or would he benefit doing a different program rather than this bro, bro splits? My answer is, whatever he's doing is working for him. He's, he said the thing about the legs, so maybe he's avoiding back squatting or deadlifts. I don't know what his program looks like, but. It seems then to be we can ask him when he gets him on the podcast. We are. If, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are trying to hit. We are trying to get that podcast. We're going to make it happen. We will make it happen. We will make it happen. Roger, so the plan is to for Gordon Ryan, Roger Gracie, Ogan Flanagan, Charles Allen Price. Rogers agreed. Rogers keen. So we just need to make this happen. We make maybe we can get Rogers to ask Gordon instead of us asking. Yeah, that's the next detail. Peasants probably don't go to the correct part of his inbox. I definitely would not. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't have a blue tick. No. I, I haven't even broken 10k followers. No, me neither. Jesus Christ. But happen. we are the number one watched podcast in Vietnam. So Take that, you. Vietnam. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb fuck. <laughs> have you been to Vietnam? It's no, fucking I sick. Been, no. 
Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is sick, man. Have you been? What did you do? I did a road trip from uh, Ho Chi Minh, which is Saigon, all the way up to Hanoi. But the flying into Ho like when I travel, I don't do any research. I, I don't even look up the place. I just go, yeah. oh, I want to go here, go there. That was my first like trip by myself. I did a four month trip to Southeast Asia backpacking when I was 25 Jesus years Christ. old. It was fucking sick. 24 years old, actually. And you came back not on huh? drugs. You came back sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, an achievement. A lot, of boozing, a lot of boozing when I was over there, but. Okay, you stuck to the, the normal shit. You yeah. didn't find yourself, basically. No, I didn't do any like ayahuasca yeah. trips or any of that crazy <laughs> shit. I like fucking. Wow. I, just, I had some fun, fun, fun yes, trips out there, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I had some good mushrooms out there, don't get me wrong. But yeah, flying into, flying into Ho Chi Minh was fucking sick because you get there and you're like, it just smells different. There's scooters fucking everywhere. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no real traffic lights, as an example. Right. It's just like the humidity is well, Humid as fuck, man. Yeah. Humid as fuck. Yeah, that sounds good, to be fair. It is sick. I did, I did the Ho Chi Minh in history. Mate, you should go. It's, it's sick as fuck, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, uh, Saigon is cool. It was, uh, that place was not very good a while back, though, was it? Back in Nam. Yeah, back in Nam. I yeah. thought Nam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, no, it's, it's a cool place. I highly recommend. People are, people are super friendly, super, super welcoming. Um, Cambodia is also cool as well. Cambodia is brutal though, man, but obviously the, pot pen, the, the, the war that happened there, the Cambodian genocide, you know about that? No, I don't know. Oh, wow. Sorry. Pot's pole. Looked at pot, look, pot, oh yeah, Paul Pot. Paul Pot, yeah, yeah, yeah. looked at that, my dad is yeah. horrific. I actually, I actually did see a bit of him. There was some Netflix show on like, uh, how to become a dictator or something like that. Oh, I watched that too. Yeah, yeah. 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 This, is, this is actually a good question. How to, uh, how to structure BJJ training? Like, say, 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 it's a similar question to what we said before, have a goal when going into the session, session, right? So say like you're watching Submeta or the UK variant and you, plug, the UK <laughs> variant, and you're trying to work on a specific move. Yeah. Would you structure like a four-week block around? I'm going to work on leg locks and half and like something that back yeah. takes leg locks and back takes together. Pair that for four weeks. I wouldn't even put a, a week timer on it. I would just do it until you're comfortable with it. And and you. So there's a good post by that guy Brian Glick on this. Uh, one sure. of Danaher's guys uh, saying that it's about diminishing returns, right? So you might do, for example, I was doing Baron Bolas for a long time. And then you could go specifically and spend all your time doing Baron Bolas in all your training sessions and like going for them even when they're not there. But after a while, you start to notice like diminishing returns on your, you know, on your Baron Bolo game. And then you start doing something else and you get more interested in that. It's better to do the new thing and then continue the Baron Bolas in the background. Mm. So you basically go until you feel like you're, you're kind of exhausting yourself, exhausting the avenues of that move. And then you go back to go back to just like, like finding what you need rather than oh, what, okay. you, what you want to do or what you've had in mind was a good idea. Sure, that's a good tip. Yeah, yeah, diminishing returns. Shout that's, out to the UK variant. Yeah, not that you'll get diminishing returns off that. Just, no, never. Just, just that's, the gift that, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Just, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Gotta buy it and see. <laughs> All money goes to charity. No, it doesn't. That's, it's that's it's my lie. own charity. That's a lie. <laughs> ENF. No lying on this podcast. food. All right, cool. <laughs> so this is the last podcast that we're going to probably do for two or three weeks. We're yeah. going to plan to do one in the States with Raj. God willing. You and me. God willing. God willing. Gordon Ryan. I think we will do one in the States anyway. I could, talk, I could organize that. That'll be good. 
That'll be fun. I'll have time. Um, so, last podcast for January. Any closing thoughts? Any interesting characters? Anything else you want to say? Closing statements? Yeah. Nah, pe- pe- people really... to improve their jits, last thing. We- we've already covered it all. Yeah. Some crackhead asked me for a can of Coke the other day and I uh, gave it to them. That was good. That's it. A full can of Coke or just the empty can? I drank some of it and then gave it to them. I think they needed it as a pipe. Yeah. That's it. You're a good man. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, remember to like, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you rate it on Spotify. Um, And uh, what other YouTube. Subscribe Subscribe to the YouTube. Rate the podcast on Spotify. We've got like 20 rates now on our um, five stars on Spotify. Any less than five? No. Yeah, good. Not at all. Shout out Vietnam as well. For <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> us being the number one in Vietnam. Shout out. Shout out Vietnam. We need to start doing some of this in Vietnamese. I would love. <laughs> I'd love to do a trip to Vietnam. Meet Charles Ogan experience in uh, Vietnam. Yeah, we'll come. Get us over. Like a, a road trip. Yeah, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. let's get it going. Ramsey Chat. Anyway, okay. great to see you. Thanks, Thanks. for coming. Thanks.